Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Hallelujah. All right, that's awesome. Well, listen, God's doing amazing things right here in our Overflow family. Amazing things. I'm excited. We are in a season, uh, we've, we've crossed over a threshold. Like we, we've always known that the kingdom is with us, and we've been saying that from the beginning. We're not trying to get it here. He, Jesus said the kingdom is in your midst, and, and we've been saying that and believing it from the very beginning. But God's, he, does, he works things in seasons, and we, for a long time we felt like we were in some warfare to push over a hump, I think, or something, get a breakthrough to a, a season that we've been praying into. And guess what? I think that this season has already come. I think we're at the beginning. We felt like we were getting close to a threshold, but, but we, I feel like we're already stepping through it into a new grace, and God's moving. Amen? Are you guys excited about it? You want to hear a, a cool testimony that's brand new? <laughs> brand new. <laughs> well, if you were with us last week, you probably knew that we had um, a really random internet issue, that the internet was down, and, and a lot of what we do here relies on the internet, which we're trying to figure out how to fix that, so we're not so internet reliant. But uh, our, our live stream is live through the internet, even a lot of the music that we play, the background music. Unfortunately, it was all pulling from the internet too. We're trying to figure out how to resolve that, but it put us in a pickle. And, you know, like I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off in a lot of ways. And part of my testimony is that God kept my heart at peace. That's cool. I didn't get in the frenzy of it. So that's awesome. But um, that was crazy. They got the internet fixed and they found out what the problem was. It, I think chipmunks were eating through a wire in the ground or something. So, something like that. Pretty weird. It's not like just a quick go to the router and flick a switch or whatever, right? So the, nothing we could do about it. They got it fixed. Praise God. So then yesterday, Jessica came over here in the afternoon. Usually she does this earlier in the week. But she came yesterday to just clean some stuff back there. And she, she got the vacuum to, to vacuum the fireplace room back here, and, and it didn't turn on. She thought maybe the vacuum cleaner was broke. And then she took it to another room, and it didn't work in there. Maybe it's broke. And she called me about it. I was like, well, why don't you go plug it into different places just to make sure. I don't know if it's a vacuum or not. And so then she got around the hall over there, and it started right up. So guess what that meant? Electricity's messed up in our building. Bummer. Glad she happened to come yesterday, because if she didn't, we would have never known that until it's too late, right? So she's trying to figure all this stuff out. She's not an electrician. She's a lot of amazing things, but electrician's not one of them. And, uh, but her dad is, and she called him, and, and he kind of talked her through things to no avail. All right? Yep. And so she was here for like two hours trying to figure this out. She had her dad on the phone with her. We had our general contractor that oversaw the whole building project talking to her, 
trying to walk her through, like going to all the, the breaker box panel, seeing if any fuses switched, and there's nothing. And so later I came because I, I was too busy in Noblesville, and, and we eventually were able to pass the kids off to her and me come out here. And our landlord has sent somebody out here to help us to get out in the warehouse because we're not, that there's security cameras and all that kind of stuff. And we got in there to check their fuse boxes to see if maybe it was connected there. Nothing. I was here for about two hours yesterday. And we couldn't figure anything out, and they couldn't even get an electrician out here, because probably because it's last minute, it's Labor Day weekend, all that. And so um, we, we figured out a, a backup plan solution. Oh, I forgot to tell you the actually the most important detail that kind of made this a bigger deal than what it sounded like. When Right before Jessica left, she had the inkling of an idea to check the sound booth <laughs> to see if it worked. Guess what? It didn't. And everything that we're doing that has anything to do with technology is coming from that corner over there, right? There's no power. And so that's just a whole nother level of a pickle that we were in. And guess what? Like, it took me away from all the things I'm supposed to be doing yesterday. You know, I, I just, I don't think the devil plays nice, you know what I'm saying? But there's been like a series, like a weird series of strange events. And <clears throat> I, I do not like to give the devil any more attention than he deserves. I think people spend way too much time looking for devils and demons and who, who's responsible but at the same time, we also don't want to be ignorant of his schemes, right? So we, we, want, to, we want to recognize when he is involved. And I, and I felt like the, this was a spiritual attack. Uh, there's been people getting sick and um, batteries dying in cars out of nowhere. Just weird things happening lately. And, and, so, and I was on the phone with Dennis last night because um, we, we were trying to figure out a backup plan to get that corner back or powered up if we needed to. Um, but we both prayed. We felt like, uh, like we don't want to get worried about it. That's pretty dang amazing, actually. It, it, like the, the enemy, if he's going to attack you, it's because he's getting really scared. Because he knows that, that he's in big trouble. And we do not have to get scared of the devil or what he's going to do. We don't have to, we, and we don't really even need to pay him a whole lot of attention. But we do need to know who the little who the little crook is, you know what I'm saying? So, so we want to we recognize who it is and bring jurisdiction as needed. And so, and so Dennis and I were like praising God, you're doing some great things here. And he has been, hasn't he? He has been. And, and, and we're, we're sowing into huge breakthroughs in Afghanistan and, and, and we're, we're crushing the devil. Hallelujah. <clears throat> If he can get us razzed and we, and we start submitting to the urgent crisis instead of rising above it, putting our foot down, like, then, then he can, his biggest tactic is distraction, all right? We don't want to waste our time with the distraction. And so we, we praise the Lord, we're declaring into it, and, and then we're just calling God to crush the devil, and it was amazing, and, but we still left with no solution because an electrician probably can't get here till Monday. And then Dennis came extra early today so that he could, so he could set up our backup plan. And guess what he came into? The whole building is lit up and it all is working. And nobody came in here to do that. That's crazy. 
That's crazy. That, that was a miracle. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happens. But it did. Hallelujah. And it's just a sign. It's just a wonder that God is in our midst. And he, he, like we get to choose whether we yield to the obstacle and, and come under it and, and fr- get frantic or, or keep our peace and trust that God is he, he's bigger than it all. And I, I was okay. Like I want to have all that stuff working, especially for y'all who are watching online or, or listening to the podcast later. But we just made a decision. If we don't have microphones, speakers, lyrics, any of that stuff, we got each other and God's showing up and we're going to go after it all the same. Amen. Amen. And you guys are amazing. Like you guys are not letting the obstacles hold you back. You're actually pressing in with us more. That's how we're going to overcome this stuff. Amen. So I'm excited about all that. So, so we're just believing like First of all, we know that the devil just doesn't really have any authority, and we kind of crushed him on that one. God did, right? Through us. Hallelujah. That's about all the attention I've given him right now. We'll give God praise. Why don't we give God a, a, just a shout of glory right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's amazing. We've also been seeing some, some healings happen a little more lately, too. And, and that's something that I just feel like there's a special, an increase of grace of, of that right now. Um, I want to tell you guys a quick testimony there. There's a brother that had recently started coming with his family. They couldn't make it today, but he gave me permission to share this with you. Um, he posted about it on our Overflow community page, but, uh, but I was asking him a little bit about it. So here's what he said. He said, I, br- I broke my hand playing basketball four weeks ago two breaks in my palm, wasn't able to do much without pain shooting through my hand, and with changing diapers, it was was bad. Currently, I nearly have full mobility, because God healed him sitting right there in that back corner over there during during our time in here. Do you guys remember when a couple people got healed, looking at one of them, right? Some healing was flowing. And, uh, but he, he was back there and he, he received it. God touched him and, and he said, he said, uh, currently I nearly have full mobility. This was like last week or this is earlier in the week. He said, I can't form a complete fist yet. I can live my life without pain. Come on. That's amazing. Haven't, haven't taken any ibuprofen for a while now. I quit wearing my soft brace as much after service. After that time that happened, I'm thankful to have the mobility. It was a blessing to be able to work with my kids without intense pain. Hopefully, once I get the all clear from my doctor, I'll jump back into the basketball. All right? And he didn't say the basketball. That, he's not going to get inside a basketball. Did you, did you really think that's what I meant? No, I'm, just, I'm joking. Little flub. I'm, I'm messing with you. I'll jump back into basketball. And so last night, I checked in with them. And I asked him about his fist because he said he couldn't close it all the way, right? A few days after he said that. And he said, last night he said, my hand has improved. I'm getting used to using it again, LOL. Has to be, he said it, it has to be about 90%, 95% of the way there now. Just a, it just a little click when I form my fist. Not trying to punch anything anytime soon, so I should be good. This, uh, he said, 
so should be only good things from here. All right, that's, uh, that's amazing, though. He's, a broken hand, come on. That's awesome. Broken bones being healed. That is so cool. Praise God. On, on Wednesday night, we had a, we had a meeting here, um, and we watched the last half of The Finger of God. Um, I, while we were watching it, I felt like there was a healing anointing in the room, and the Lord gave me a few words of knowledge. And so after the video, I, I shared that guy's testimony and then told the words of knowledge, and every one of them, somebody had it, and I think, if I remember right, every one of them, God showed up and gave a huge breakthrough on them. All right, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get through at least the gist of what I'm wanting to say because I know, I know we had a lot to do. Um, I, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a tradition of mine right about right now to, to talk to you guys about the thing I'm going to hit on right now. I don't think I have time to go fully in depth in it right now, but um, how many of you all like the fall time? I love it. It's my favorite time of the year, next to the month of Christmas. But, but I'm telling you, by the time New Year's gets here, get that tree down. You understand me? All right. And don't, you, I saw a Christmas tree up yesterday. <laughs> That's way too soon. You're going you're gonna to ruin it for the rest of us. I'm just kidding. But I love the fall, though. And I, I, I mean, I love how the, how the air shifts and it gets more crisp. Um, it starts getting a little cooler. I look forward to when I can start wearing flannel shirts and not feel hot. That's going to be awesome. I rarely wear long sleeve shirts, though. Um, but I, I, like, I like campfires, like apple cider. Starts making coffee seem a little bit more like it makes sense, even though we drink it always anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, but I, I've also noticed, like, throughout my life of walking with God, for some reason, there's always something real special spiritually to me in the fall time. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I think I have more of an understanding now of why I used to not, except I just knew that the Lord in that season often would call me to fasting or just some real times of, of just dedicating focus for periods of time. And, and it, was like a, it was like he was using that time to just draw me into more of an intimacy and, and honing in my focus on him and the kingdom and stuff. And, and uh, so the, I've had a lot of real important um, just signposts along the way in my journey with God in the fall time. <clears throat> and uh, I, don't know, I don't know why, but uh, there, it seems like the, in the fall time I, I naturally start feeling this deep longing just to go deeper with him. And um, how many of you guys know or love the verse um, Hebrews 11.6, it says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It doesn't say he's a rewarder of those who profess their faith in Jesus Christ and and passively live it, but trust that he's going to come bless us along the way. I'm not saying he doesn't do that, but that's not what it says. A rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How many of you know that that takes intentionality? It takes, it takes putting yourself into it, right? 
And, and those who diligently seek him, he rewards them. Hallelujah. The greatest reward is more of him. Amen. <clears throat> 2010, we, we lived in Redding, California. Um, I was serving in the Bethel healing rooms, had been in there for probably, I don't know, maybe several months, if not a year by that time. And, I, and that, sep, that September, the Lord had put it in my spirit to go on an, an extended fast. And I, I wasn't sure why, except I was having that spiritual longing, you know, that thing I'm talking about. And so I, I went on a fast, and, and I was several days into it, and I just felt my spirit just getting really deeply enriched, and, and, and my spiritual focus is getting a lot more crisp and clear and easier to hear his voice. And those are the kind of things that really make fasting worth it, because without that... Fasting, not my favorite thing in the world. But um, I, I didn't. Uh, I reached a point after you fast for so many days, you you kind of start getting physically to a point where you realize you don't actually need to eat, which is kind of weird. But you you just naturally reach a point where where you're not as driven by the the crave of food anymore. And and so in fasting, what the goal is is really is to is to shift the crave for God, okay? Shift the crave for God. And I remember on this one Saturday morning at Healing Rooms, um, actually, it was after, I think it happened after we were all done and we all gathered up and we're kind of sharing testimonies of the day. We were in a big circle, and I was on my 10th day of the fast, and, and I thought, at that point, I thought, I might be going 21 days, maybe, maybe 40. I don't know. I, the rate things are going in the spirit, I could maybe see that happening. And uh, I've never done a 40-day fast, guys, but uh, some people have. Um, but, but there was a lady in that circle who said, she said, do you, know, do you guys know that today is a, is a special holy day? And I didn't even know this. She said, today is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement, all right? And, and the, in the Jewish culture, Yom Kippur is considered the most holy day of the whole year, all right? The Day of Atonement. And, and the lady kind of described that, um, that, we were, that Yom Kippur actually closes out what's called the Ten Days of Awe. The ten days of all. The ten days of all begin on Rosh Hashanah. All right? And Rosh Hashanah is considered the, the Jewish New Year. They don't, they're not on the same calendar that we're on, okay? It's called the Jewish New Year. And Rosh Hashanah is um, it's the, it's the Jewish New Year. And guess what? Tomorrow evening, sundown, Rosh Hashanah starts. All right. So tomorrow evening, when sun goes down, is considered the beginning of the new year. Pretty crazy, right? And so this lady, the reason she was bringing this up is because she was saying she was explaining how uh, we're not under the old covenant like the Jews, you know, were that don't know Jesus. But uh, but she was explaining a lot of the prophets often really get some crazy encounters and downloads from heaven. And it often happens 
on Yom Kippur. And, and so what the Jewish custom is, is, is the Rosh Hashanah, the mentality is that that's the day, let me, let me find my place in my notes here. Rosh Hashanah would be the day that, uh, that they believe that, that the, decree, the decrees of the fates and destinies of the year, are, that they're decreed, all right, for that year. And so then they spend the, the next 10 days praying and like really setting themselves apart during that time. It's called the, set, the 10 days of all, all right, the 10 days of all, and it's also considered 10 days of repentance. And so after 10 days of all, 10 days of repentance, because what they would believe in that custom is that, is that God was making determinations on, on the, the blessings or the lack thereof of people's lives based on how they were living. And so they have that 10 days that they can try to get themselves recalibrated with truth, with God's ways, and repent. And, and then, you know, on the Day of Atonement, which was actually the day that the high priest, the one day of the year, that only one person out of an entire nation was allowed to go past that veil that we all long to live on the other side of, where the mercy seat is, the Kabad Shekinah, glory of God in the Holy of Holies. He was, it was so holy, only one person was allowed to go in there, and they could go only in there one time a year. And they would bring the sacrifice, the blood sacrifice, for the sins of the nation for that last year. To, to get to, so that God would have mercy on His people, and that he would, he would see that blood, He would see the price that was paid. Because it says in the Bible that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And so this sacrifice was a, was a substitution of what the people deserved. So they had to kill an animal. And the blood to God would represent, all right, you paid a price. I'm going to forgive you for a year's worth of sins. And so they'd spend that 10 days of all trying to get their, their hearts right, the, the, to to purify themselves, to repent if they need to repent, or release people if they need to release people, or whatever would be going on. It was a ten holy days. And then Yom Kippur, the most holy day. Guess what? Next Wednesday through Thursday, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Next week, not this week, next week. Tomorrow, Rosh Hashanah starts sundown. You see, the, the, the Jewish days, the way they, the, the way they mark a day, is when the sun goes down, that's the beginning of a day. And then it goes all the way through the night to the next day until the sun goes down. They call that a day. And that's why in Genesis 1, the, the creation chapter, it, it says it was night and day. And that was the first day. Night and day. It was the second day. So the, the, their daytime doesn't start when ours does, right? Mentally. So Rosh Hashanah. Actually, the two-day holiday starts tomorrow evening, and then it goes till Wednesday sundown, all right? It's a special day. It's called the Feast of Trumpets. It's a Feast of Trumpets. And um, last year, when I t or a couple years ago when I did this, I had Carrie come up here and blow the shofar. I actually wanted to have you do it this time, but I thought you were back there, so you have it. <laughs> she's, she's ready for it. I didn't even ask her. Oh, man. That's funny. Awesome. What? 
No, we'll, we'll see how we're doing on time, okay? But, but I had her blow it at different points, and, and so that it's just a powerful experience. Um, I'm all over, the, all over the map with my notes here because I'm, I'm actually trying to summarize things right now because of time. Um, back to what that lady was saying at Bethel Healing Room. She was talking about how, how a lot of the prophets, because it's the Jewish New Year, right? And, then, and it's the beginning of the year that they would be spending that 10 days seeking the Lord. What are you saying? Because in the Old Covenant, things are different under the Old Covenant than they are now, right? Because we, we don't have to appease a God who, who might um, kill us <laughs> if we're in sin. Like, the, the ju- there's a judgment yet to come, but, but Jesus paid the price for us to have mercy on us. Hallelujah. And, and so we don't have to approach this with, a, with a, a, the wrong kind of a fear, all right? But, but we do need to approach it with a right kind of a fear, an awe of the Lord, a reverence of God. And it's so important. But she was just saying how, how the Lord gives downloads and then there's prophetic decrees for what God is going to, what they want to declare prophetically into the next year. And so she was saying this, and while she was saying it, the Lord told me, Jesse, this is actually why you were fasting. You didn't know it. You know, I was on my 10th day, right? 10 day. I didn't know about the 10 days of all. We were on the last day of the 10 days of all, and God said, this is why. I had no idea. Now I did. And, and so he said, Jesse, today's going to be your last day of the fast. Expect something. Because after she said what the prophets experience, um, you know, I don't know if you guys know who Bob Jones or Bobby Connor are, but they would put out a, a thing every year called the Shepherd's Rod, and it was decrees into the year. And, and from what I understood, they actually got those in this time frame I'm talking about. All right? And so God told me, this is why you are fasting, and you're going to break it tonight at sundown. And so I told Jessica, I can't come home. I have to go to the prayer house. And I spent hours in that prayer house just in the glory of God. And the Lord was, was rewarding me diligently seeking Him. <laughs> it was amazing. I felt His presence so strong and, and like clear. I could f- Sometimes that prayer house has a fountain in the middle in this big room. You're not supposed to talk in there except to God. And, and, it just, and they play music in the background. Sometimes I'd walk circles in that room and just praying in the Spirit. And I'd do that and I could feel Jesus walking with me feel angels in the room and uh, I thought it was getting about the time when I knew sundown was coming soon my plan was to break my fast with communion and I was getting ready to do that I went and got the communion cup and the Lord said he said I want you to give me just a few more moments (laughs) so I went and I laid down on the floor on my back and I didn't open the communion up okay Lord I opened, I just, I just laid on my back and I just looked with my spirit. And all of a sudden, I felt the presence of an angel come to me and stand at my head. And I felt the glory of God fall on me. It was so crazy. And then the Lord started speaking a, a real prophetic word to me just about a season I was coming into. And I'm not going to say it right now, but 
Um, but he spoke to me about a season I was coming into and how he's going to start opening specific things to me. And I'm like, dang, this is amazing. It's happening to me right now. <laughs> it was powerful. I was there for like probably another hour under the glory. Like a, it felt like a cloud came and sat on me. It was wild. And, and after he gave me a word, like all those promises, um, which I have them, I have them written out, um, <clears throat> at the end, I saw a vision of a city, and the, and the Lord told me this city is, is one that you're going you're gonna to put my name on it, basically. You're going to put my name on the city. I didn't know where it was, but I just knew I'm going to hold on to that. Years later, the Lord confirmed to me it's this greater Indianapolis area. It's awesome. But he was, he was releasing destiny into me. Come on. Come on. He, he was rewarding, rewarding me, and, and it was amazing. But, I, but I, I made that 10 days of awe, which I didn't even know that's what I was doing. I made it holy. I, 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 I didn't watch TV during that time. I, I cut out the food for that time. I, I just really focused on the presence of God and the things I had to do, but it, it, I just made that time holy, and I pressed in. It's just crazy. And, and so that, so now Yom Kippur since 2010 has become a real important time for me. Real important. Not, not religiously, but how many of you know that the, like holidays, um, they, they're supposed to commemorate something, and we don't have to be religious, but we can actually, if we put our attention of honor on it, there, there's grace that we can draw from it and actually experience that part of God's nature. I mean, Christmas is, is the most, Christmas and Easter are the two big ones, right? Like, they're, there's, they're fun, but they're also, there's distinct kingdom realities. That's how the Jewish holidays are, too. And I'm not, I don't follow all that stuff closely. Some people do, and it's awesome. But, but for me, this 10 days of all is so important. And Yom Kippur, like, whew, uh, the... The Lord has, has really has made, he's shown up to me even times when I forgot that it was that holiday and his glory came into the room. He said, do you remember what today is? Whew. Now I do, Lord. On 9-19-2019, which if you're a numbers person, 91919. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Some people love that. If you love it, <laughs> then make this extra awesome for you, okay? I was in Tennessee at my in-law's house, and I was taking a nap on that day. And in my sleep, the Lord came to me, and, and he spoke to me, and he told me that I'm supposed to declare this. And I'm going to declare it to you right now. This was two years ago, but, I, but it's going to always be relevant, okay? He said, uh, he, he wanted me to declare, our lack of reverence is surely among our greatest reasons we don't see the glory of God at the level he longs to reveal it. I'll say it one more time. This came to me in a dream from God. He told me to declare it. So I'm going to declare it again in obedience. Our lack of reverence is surely among our greatest reasons 
we don't see the glory of God at the level He longs to reveal it. In Psalm 89.7, it says, God is greatly to be feared. You hear that word? God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints and to be held in reverence by all those around Him. I'm just going to talk for a few more minutes, guys. Jesus taught us to not cast our pearls before swine, because if you do, they'll trample on them. All right? And, and basically what he's trying to say in that is the things that are treasures, they need to be protected, they need to be valued, they need to be honored, and that we don't want to just flippantly just give them out to places where they're not going to know how to put the same value that it deserves on it, and, and it might be like, like pigs trampling over it. It's not to call any person a pig, all right? But, but sometimes, when, sometimes we just need to understand that the act of not putting the right value on something, it's not a good thing. And, and it needs to be protected and given to places that are going to cherish it, okay? And that's how God is with his kingdom. He's given it freely to people, but he, he gives more to those who put the right value on it. Put, he, he, he increases the more of himself, of his manifest presence and his manifest problem, pro, sorry, manifest, I don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> almost said promises, but that might be that too. He increases the, the manifestation of his promises and his anointings. Like there, there's more that he wants to bring to us, but he needs to know, are we going to value it according to what it deserves, all right? And, and one time the Lord was actually showing me this as I was reading through the Old Testament. I, I, I noticed that when the priests would sacrifice for the nation, they, they would sacrifice a goat. I think on the Day of Atonement, they'd sacrifice a goat, and that one goat, the, the, the blood of that one goat was supposed to atone for an entire nation. That, isn't that amazing, actually? That, that millions of people... All their sins, God was like, I'm going to have mercy on you. I look at that little goat, and that was enough. That's merciful. Old covenant merciful. Nothing like Jesus' mercy. But, but still. But then there's this one man, this one man, who is going to have the privilege of all privileges to go into the Holy of Holies. And to stand before God's throne and to be surrounded by his glory cloud. Intimate. Like nobody gets that except for the one person who lived his entire year purifying himself. Setting himself apart to have that. To, to be worthy of that. Guess what? The, the goat that, that equaled a covering for an entire nation. That one man had to sacrifice a bull. To, to cover his own self. A bull. A bull, this big one for one man. A little goat for everybody else. Those are weird ratios. But, the, but what the Lord is showing me is it's, it's a prophetic picture of the, 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 more, the, the more you want to draw into his presence, the more you're going to have to 
put value on it. Higher value, higher cost, more glory, more closeness. Reverence. Reverence. I, I, I'll, I'll, what, what I could pay for a million people, I'm going to pay even more if I can just come close to you, Lord. A million people, that gets them free from sin, but I want to be in your presence, God. I will pay a high price to get close to you. You guys hear my heart on that? And that's what the 10 days of all is supposed to be. This Rosh Hashanah, it's the Feast of Trumpets. And there's the verse in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 that talks about how when Jesus is going to come back, it says the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And a lot of people would say that the, the, this, the, the Rosh Hashanah is, is actually to, to commemorate the king coming back. Some people believe that Jesus will return on Rosh Hashanah. I don't know if he's going to or not. I don't know if it, when it's happening, but what if he comes back this week? Are you ready? Are you ready? Is your spirit, is your heart, is your mind fully aligned with him? Are, can, can you confidently say that if I came before his throne, I'm good? All right? Kind of important. And, and so I, I actually want to invite us as a community, and, and I'm not going to compel you to do this. It's up to you. But let, let's, let's actually choose to set apart 10 days to seek the Lord. He may call you to fast. I don't know. I, I, I can tell you for me, um, I already told Jessica this, I'm not going to be watching entertainment TV or movies during that time for sure. If I watch anything, it's going to be either just hanging out with the kids or it'll be something that's going to somehow grow me as a person. But I'm not going to be, fill, I'm not going to be filling my mind with brain candy on that stuff because I want to I wanna hone my focus in on the Lord. Historically, I've either fasted on it or done a, a food detox, and I might do that. I haven't decided yet. But, um, but there's just something about, about as an act of worship to the Lord, setting apart time and behavior to, to say, Lord, I value you more than these things that I'm used to having as rights in my life. I'll lay down my rights of things that make me comfortable so I can put you before it all. All right? And I believe, I believe that the people who really choose to um, set themselves apart over this next couple of weeks like this should honestly should be our lifestyle but as I was saying holidays are, are there's a grace on them to remind us what kingdom lifestyle actually should look like the reminders we should live this way anyway but like but especially like this time I want to press in and and trust that God's going to show up God's shown up so many times for me in these seasons. And I believe he's already doing amazing things in our midst right now, all right, as a church. If you're coming into the grace of what God's doing right here at Overflow, you're going you're gonna to be seeing increases, increases. If you're not in Overflow, I'm not saying you're not going to get it too because God's just good, amen? And you can get this as well. But, but there's increases. It's like, the, it's like the water level is rising in the spirit and his presence is getting stronger 
people are getting hungrier, and, and our, our hunger in his presence really sets us up for manifest glory and revival. Amen? I just think that we, we can have some encounters in our personal prayer closets over this next week that, that might surprise you. I'll just say it like that. I, I believe that there's opportunities. If you press in, you might get surprised by how the Holy Spirit's going to show up on you. You might get surprised. You might start feeling angelic beings in your presence and didn't realize that's what it was until you paid it attention. You might start getting prophetic dreams like you weren't getting before. You might, you might start getting new revelation of who God is as you read the word and Holy Spirit jumps out at you and says, this is who I am. Anybody want some of that? Yeah. Well, get ready. Prepare yourself. I did not intend to call Carrie up here because I didn't think we were going to do that, but I, I feel like we should. Why don't you bring your shofar up here, and, and I'm gonna, we're going to do this not just as a demonstration, but as an actual prophetic act. And I, wa I actually want to ask you all to stand, and we're going we're gonna to close out here in a moment. But... Uh, I want to tell you a few things about that, about when they blow that shofar. Um, it represents the king, the coming of a king. It also represents, it's a call to repentance. All right? I, I want to remind us, like God wants to be close to you. He wants to be closer to you than he is. Jesus has already paid the price that's required for that. How much do you value that? How much do you, um, how much do you revere him in your heart? How much do you, do you posture yourself as, as magnifying the Lord and beholding him and, and valuing him? Because he's going to know. He's going to know the value you put on him, and he's going to respond to your level of value. He's going to give you what he knows you'll be able to handle. How many of you want more? All right, Carrie, come up here. As she, she's going to blow this shofar. We'll just do, we won't do like the, the lengthy thing we did before, but just do one real good one. And, and while she does it, I, I, <laughs> on God's side of this whole picture, like he, he, he ordained people to blow a shofar, but guess what? All that is an earthly model of something that's going on in the heavenly realms. And God has angels that blow the shofar from heaven and and when Moses went up on the mountain they heard trumpets so loud and it just got louder and louder because God is blowing he's having his angels blow the shofar into the earth and I want you as she blows this I want you to to go there in your spirit and just know that you're before his throne he loves you you don't have to be you don't have to be missing out like they did in the old covenant Jesus made the way to stand before him boldly, and as she does this, just let God's power and acceptance and purity just blow all over you. Just let the wind blow on you as she does this.
Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that, to, to God, that's a, that's a holy sound. So we just release that sound into the Spirit right now. And Lord, I, I pray in Jesus' name that you will bless every person in here. I pray that you'll help people to know, like if you're calling them to do something over this next time, to dedicate this corporately as a time. But I, but I pray that you'll beckon us, each one of us, Lord, into the deeper place with you. Fill our hearts, Lord God, with a, with a reverence and an awe of you, Lord, and that you'll draw us in. Give us an expectation, God, of your presence in this time, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we say, God, this is all so that we can have your kingdom manifested in our midst, not just for 10 days, but forever. Thank you, Lord. I bless everybody in here in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Overflow Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy.